An eventful day for the New York Islanders as they trade to add a depth forward and lose in a shootout. We've got all that plus our weekly farm report coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. A very eventful day for the Isles. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, Feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so make sure you join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islander fans game time or any time. So, the big news for the New York Islanders, they make a trade along with the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Islanders sending a third-round pick in 2024 to Toronto in exchange for Pierre Engvall, the uh, Swedish winger, can play really all four forward positions, but the Islanders now have Pierre Engvall. If you're wondering right now, through 58 games with the Leafs, 12 goals, 21 points, he is a plus one. Uh, One power play goal, 11 of his goals at even strength, three of them game winners. He has 100 shots on goal. So for a bottom six forward, uh, not bad. But here's the important two factors about Pierre Engvall. Number one is that he's got size. He is six foot five, 220 pounds. And he's 26, he'll turn 27 in um, May, May 31st. And He is on an expiring contract, so this could be a rental, but 
He's also very effective on the four check. So you're getting a guy with size, a little bit of scoring touch, you know, not bad for a bottom six forward, probably an upgrade over some of the players statistically that the Islanders have in their bottom six right now. He has versatility, although he's a left-handed shot. He's played center. He's played both wings, so he can fill in anywhere along the forward line. And you have a situation where it gives you the ability to trade away one of those surplus bottom six forwards and possibly build from there. It gives you depth. He fits in with the Islanders system very well. So let's see how Pierre Engvall does as a New York Islander. The fact that this draft pick in this deal is a 2024 third round pick rather than a 2023. That's a benefit in my opinion just because the 2023 draft is so deep and the Islanders have been trading away so many picks. Again, uh, I don't think this is a, a terrible deal, but it's certainly not an earth-shattering one. He is the kind of guy who can kill penalties. He is the kind of guy who will be aggressive on the forecheck. He does not use his size as much as maybe some scouts would prefer. And, you know, here he is through 58 games, and he has only 39 hits. So, you know, he's not a Matt Martin type or a Cal Clutterbuck type where he's going to go in there and be knocking people over. And I think that may be part of the reason why he remains, you know, sort of an unsung guy in this league and, and not a headline grabber. But the Islanders, as we know, they like to dump and chase. They like to forecheck aggressively. And adding a guy like Engvall can help in that regard. He's not bad in faceoffs uh, for his career. 52.2% from the circle this year, 52.3%. And, you know, he is fairly responsible defensively. So, overall, seems like the kind of player that does fit into the Islanders' system. Uh, is this in and of itself going to move the needle significantly? No, uh, probably not. But at the same time, this is a situation where I think this player can help the team and uh, more importantly, in my mind, it can help create an opportunity to have more deals being made going forward and you know, Islander fans have to know that that is important. Look, trade deadline as of now coming up on Friday at 3 o'clock Eastern time in the afternoon. So I get the feeling Lou is not quite finished. And one of the things I would really like to see, and I'll say it again, uh, I would like to see a puck-moving defenseman added to the mix. It doesn't have to be an offensive defenseman necessarily, but just someone who can either skate or reliably pass the puck out of the Islander zone and help this team to be better on the transition, which is oh so important for the Islanders. So 
Let's see if Lou Lamorello has that up his sleeve. I am so not sold on Sebastian Ajo, and I am completely not sold on having the duo of Sebastian Ajo uh, and Noah Dobson out there as a defensive pairing. They are just too similar uh, with their poor play in their own zone and just too similar in style to make them a good defensive pairing. But again, that is all going to be up to Lou Lamorello, and we'll see uh, basically how Lou handles the situation because it has to be better, and let's hope that it will be. But uh, again, for the New York Islanders, uh, just good that they made a move. Uh, and let's see, you know, are there more additions? Are there more uh, players being traded away? Because again, could you trade a Josh Bailey and free up some cap space to maybe bring in that puck-moving defenseman? Yeah, now you have a surplus on uh, up front with the forwards, and it creates a real possibility. We have got more to get to on today's show. First, uh, we will talk about last night's shootout loss in Minnesota. We'll have our key takeaways and our unsung hero and go to the game, plus our weekly farm report, all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. So with Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's show is also brought to you by the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast Newsletter. Hey, Isles fans, are you looking for the best hockey newsletter on the internet? Well, look no further. The Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast Newsletter is the best newsletter for any hockey fan. Whether it's talking about the history of hockey, hockey video games, or how to improve your game, you'll get all that and more in this newsletter. Also, if you like the newsletter, well, be sure to check out the main podcast on Spotify. Log on to rothsteina.substack.com. That's R-O-T-H-S-T-E-I-N-A.substack.com. Hope to see you there. So the Islanders fall 2-1 to one in a shootout to the Minnesota Wild. And 
you know, this is a, a very frustrating kind of a loss. Josh Bailey gets the only goal. That was certainly good to see. Uh, his first goal in far too long, and Otto Koivula with the assist, so good to see him getting on the scoreboard. Uh, Ross Johnston had a fight, had an assist, but it was kind of taken away, and the only regulation goal uh, scored for Minnesota by Ryan Reeves, who had the fight with Ross Johnston and got his first goal of the year on a real pretty goal scorer's goal where he knocked it out of midair. It might have been a high stick, but no review made, and the goal counted. And unfortunately, the only goal set up by a boneheaded play uh, by Noah Dobson, who blindly tried to clear the puck out of the zone, turn it over at center ice, and that led to the opportunity for the Wild. Again, Dobson struggling in his own zone, and he continued to struggle in overtime with another giveaway that made things tough for the Islanders. So defensively, the duo of Dobson and Ajo continue to struggle. Got to give uh, hats off to Philip Gustafson, uh, the goaltender of Minnesota. Look, we expected a low-scoring game. You've got two teams that are known for their goaltending, known for their defense. Gustafson made 39 saves. But the problem, again, for the Islanders, too many of those shots, not of the high-danger variety. Yeah, there were some, but not a lot. And overall, offensively, the Islanders just not doing enough. But the bigger issue... In my mind, as far as the Islanders are concerned, this team cannot win in a shootout. It is ridiculous. And look, Lane Lambert went with Simon Holmstrom. And Holmstrom made a a nice move, but kind of faked himself out. Couldn't finish because the puck left his stick. And as a result, you know, no goal there. Islanders go 0 for 3 again on the shootout. And, you know, this team is just bad with breakaways and shootouts. They don't have a sniper on this roster. Uh, Surprise, you don't use a Brock Nelson in the shootout. But realistically, there just aren't enough quality players who are shootout specialists who are going to get the job done. And... It's costing this team points. If the Islanders were even just 500 in shootouts, and I mean, you know, winning half, they would be pretty darn close to the Rangers in the standings, have a little cushion on the wild card most likely. Unfortunately, shootouts remain a problem for this team, and to say it's frustrating is an understatement. Other than Holmstrom... You know, none of the other two players, and that was Palmieri and Horvat, made a move that was really anything flashy or original or uh, dangerous. I mean, Horvat, both shots, I think, just more or less went right into the chest of Gustafsson, and that is not the way you want to play if you're going to win in a shootout. So very disappointing there. Uh, to have the team go 0 for 3 in the shootout and end up losing the hockey game. This team, A, if they're not practicing shootouts, they need to. 
And if they are practicing shootouts, they need to practice them more often. And just, you got to have a strategy. You can't just skate up to the goal and just do something. You know, Islander fans will remember, uh, you know, they've had some some good players in shootouts. Franz Nielsen was great in shootouts, but Nielsen had a plan. He had that signature backhand move, and then eventually he started, when, when goalies caught up to it, Nielsen would deviate from that move and fake them out. But the thing is that the best players in a shootout have a plan, and these Islanders players just didn't seem to have one. Time for our unsung hero and GOAT of the game. To me, the GOAT has got to be Noah Dobson, a minus one. We talked about the giveaway that led to the goal. He made another foolish play in overtime as well. And just, you know, in a game where this team, uh, we knew it was going to be low scoring and we knew that mistakes could cost them. And Dobson made the mistake that ended up leading to the Ryan Reeves goal. As for the unsung hero of the game, I'm going with Bo Horvat. Horvat, first of all, two block shots. Led the Islanders forwards with almost 24 minutes of ice time, 23:51. Had seven shots on goal, which was second behind Zach Parise, who had eight. But seven shots on goal, and how's this for an unsung hero? Won 14 out of 17 face-offs. Didn't do what he could have done or what the Islanders hoped he would do in the shootout. That was certainly a disappointment. But seven shots on goal, two block shots, almost 24 minutes of ice time, and winning 82% of your face-offs. Bo Horvat is our unsung hero of the game. And you know what? Ilya Sorokin would be uh, up there as well. 30 saves and 31 shots and a strong performance in goal for Ilya Sorokin. But the Islanders only get one point. And look, it's good. They're accumulating the points. We need them to accumulate points. But when you have a chance to get two, especially when you're in this battle for one of those two wild card spots and other teams have games in hand on you it's tough to leave those points out on the ice and that's what the islanders did now the islanders are off until saturday they have no games left before the trade deadline and they have to hope right now that a some of the other teams fighting them for those spots lose and b that Lou Lamorello does the right thing at the trade deadline. Here's the thing. The next three games for the Islanders are going to be absolutely critical because all three of them come against teams that this team is fighting for a playoff spot with. Detroit, Buffalo, both of those games at UBS Arena, and then in Pittsburgh. Those are the next three games. All three teams in the thick of this wild card race. And you know what? If the Islanders could get four, maybe even five points in those three games, that'll go a long way, especially if they, the wins end up coming in regulation. We've got more to get to on today's show. We have our weekly farm report. We will discuss all things Bridgeport Islanders and our Islanders birthday of the day. 
All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drained. And yes, you can use your knowledge of the New York Islanders on FanDuel as well. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Time now for our weekly farm report. We talk all things Bridgeport Islanders. Three games for the Islanders last weekend. Thursday, they went up against the Belleville Senators and skated away with an important 5-1 win over the Senators. Two goals in that one for William Dufour. And Reese Newkirk got his first AHL goal in that contest. Two assists for Andy Andreoff and Dennis Chalowski. Grant Hutton and Ruslan Iskakov also scoring goals. And another strong performance by Corey Schneider, who is now fourth in the league in save percentage. So that was a good start to the weekend on Thursday. Unfortunately, Saturday not so good as the Islanders fell to the Charlotte Checkers by a score of 5-2. to two. The two goals both coming on the power play, one for Andreoff, one for Chris Terry, but it wasn't enough. Two assists for William Dufour and Dennis Chalowski, but not good. 42 shots on goal allowed. 40, uh, only four goals allowed on those 42 shots by Jakob Skerek, but an empty net goal gives them the final margin, and it's a 5-2 defeat. Then on Sunday, the Islanders fall again, this time to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms by a score of 4-3. Goals, Cole Bardrow, William Dufour, Ruslan Iskakov, Corey Schneider made 37 saves, but it wasn't enough. And a penalty shot, the goal by Iskakov. If you haven't seen it, you could find it on YouTube. It was on a penalty shot. It was a between-the-legs backhand flip that went top left-hand corner. I know I have some listeners who are big Iskakov backers, and, and he showed some of that skill on that goal. It's incredible. Check it out on YouTube or at NHL.com because, boy, was that a pretty goal. So a one-win-and-two-loss weekend there for Bridgeport, they are now in 7th place in the Atlantic Division, but they are only 4 points out of 4th place, so uh, it is indeed a battle in that AHL Atlantic Division. Chris Terry remains the leading scorer with 50 points, 17 goals, 33 assists. 
in 47 games. Andy Andreoff leads the team with 21 goals. He has 42 points. Iskakov, 13 goals, 40 points. Dufour, 19 goals, 37 points. Arno Durando, 13 goals and 33 points. So those are your scorers. In goal, Skarik, a 3-3, three goals against average, and 894 save percentage. Corey Schneider, 2.64 goals against 921 save percentage. He is 15-6-3 on the year. For the upcoming week for the Bridgeport Islanders, they will have three games coming up. Uh, Thursday, a 7 o'clock home game against the Providence Bruins, another home game on Saturday, also a 7 o'clock Eastern time start against the Hartford Wolfpack. That's the Rangers AHL affiliate. And then Sunday, a 3 o'clock in the afternoon contest, also at home against the Springfield Thunderbirds. So three home games this weekend and a chance to pick up some ground in the standings before they go on uh, a couple of road trips that will be four games long. And if you want to Check out some of the Islanders' future stars today. Head on up to Bridgeport and attend one of these three games. Meanwhile, our Islanders' birthday of the day, well, Monday, was the 67th birthday of former Islanders forward Mike Kaziki. Kaziki drafted by the Isles in the second round in 1976, joined the Islanders in 77-78, and stayed with the team into the early part of the 79-80 season, his best year with the Isles, 16 goals, 34 points in 78-79. <clears throat> After playing for the Capitals, briefly played for the Maple Leafs, and then finished out his career in uh, Switzerland. Played in 226 NHL games, 42 goals, 122 points, add two goals and eight points in 19 playoff games with 17 of those, including all of the points, coming for the Islanders. His best game as an Islander, Halloween night, October 31st, 1978, at the Coliseum, where Mike Kaziki had two goals and an assist, was a plus three in an Islanders 8-5 to win over the old Colorado Rockies. That's going to do it for us on today's show. We are looking very much forward to some more news at the trade deadline. We'll have a lot on the trade deadline on tomorrow's show. Plus, uh, we will also uh, give you the final time for our live stream, which will take place Friday after the trade deadline, either 7, 7.30 or 8 o'clock Eastern time for that one. So uh, we'll keep you updated but looking forward to being able to do a live stream and have you all join me and make some comments while the uh, show is being broadcast. So looking forward to that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.